you know what? The church could use some therapy. And I want to talk to you about why it's okay to go from the pew to the couch every now and again. I'm Narkia, the clinical therapist with the Holy Spirit Flex. I understand what it means to love God, but to struggle with the human experience. Here, I lay the issues all out on the table. But don't worry, I don't leave you hanging. You're going to hear how to overcome with more understanding, new perspective, and the clinical, spiritual, and practical solutions. Take a seat. This is Therapy for Church. Welcome back to Therapy for Church, the podcast. I am your host, Narkia, and I am so glad to be back with you. We are going to go ahead and jump right into this topic because it is one that is very, very important. We are wrapping up the end of our year, and there are some things, y'all, we just not taking into this next year. We just not going to do it. So let's go ahead and take care of some of this stuff so we can get rid of it. And then we go into our new year fresh and we can also maintain that right throughout the year. We don't want to start off on fire. This is a bad routine and pattern that we have that we start off on fire and then we start dwindling down. So let's get out of some of that mentality that causes us to do that. This, what we're talking about today is one of those things in our mentality that causes us to start off all fiery and then dwindle down as time goes on. So what are we talking about today? The comparison obsession. We have, we are obsessed with comparison. Why? Because we are obsessed and overly drawn to social media and seeing and viewing and feeling as though we are experiencing the lives of other people when we are really very, it is very minimal what we actually know and what we actually experience when we look on social media at other people's lives. So I'm going to preface this conversation by saying this first. We really have to have strong and fortified minds in this day and time and in this hour. It is going to be essential for our physical and our emotional well-being is that we strengthen and fortify our minds because the days are evil. And there's a lot going on and we can see it all around us. We see it in the news. We hear the stories. We see all, all of the things that are happening. We see the television shows. We hear the music. I mean, everywhere. The days are evil, like things that we could not even imagine maybe 20 years ago we're seeing right before our eyes today and if you do not have a strong and a fortified mind it will be very difficult for you to carry on and experience the fullness of life that you still have the opportunity to experience when we say the days are evil or times are hard then people start you know feeling like well that's just what it is no that is not what it is it is what we decide it is. It is what we say it is. So you're going to have to be able to build up your mind. You're going to have to be able to build up your endurance to be able to get through and to, not just to get through, not just in survival mode, make it through, but to actually thrive in, in, in life. 
And I'm here to tell you that there are certain things that we do, certain patterns and behaviors that we have, certain things that we allow that will weaken us. And comparison is one of those things, y'all, that will weaken you. Comparison will weaken your mind. We all have heard over and over again that comparison is the thief of joy, and that is so true. It, you, it is very difficult for you to experience joy when you are focused or looking or comparing what you have in, to everybody else's, right? But that's not all that it takes. That's not all that it steals. It doesn't just steal your joy. It steals your peace. It steals your money. When you're trying to go go out and buy things to keep up, back in the day it used to be called keeping up with the Joneses. I don't know what it's called now. But so comparison can take your money, right? It can take your voice. We have all these voices out here. And so we start to compare to what everybody else sounds like. It steals your purpose because you are going after what it's, what everybody else seemingly has. And we truly don't know what people have. We truly don't know what people are experiencing, but seemingly based on what we see and what people provide for us to see, social media is what we provide for others to see. What I share, what I post on social media is what I'm allowing other people to see. Well, as we know, <laughs> I'm not allowing everybody to see everything about my life. That person over there, this person over here, they're not allowing everybody to see everything. Even if we throw in a little of the difficulties or a little of the struggles from time to time, most of what we see on social media is smiling pictures and highlight reels. That's just what we see. Everybody wants to give the, the thought that we are all doing well and things are great. And I think that that's a good thing because I think it's good to stay on the positive side of things. But let's not be deceived and let's not be disillusioned. Everybody is not doing well all the time. It's just a part of life. That is something that we are just going to have to be you know, to deal with. In this life, we will have tri uh, struggles. We will have trials. We will have um, difficulties. That is a part of the human experience that we will have. So if you are so busy, concerned about what other people are doing and what they have and how they're growing and what they, yeah, I mean, it. how can you focus on yourself? How can you find out your purpose and grow in that? How can you walk toward your destiny? How can you be grateful and, and, and experience gratitude for all the things that you have when you are constantly looking at what other people have? And it might be something subtle. Let me say this to you all that are saying, well, I don't really compare my life and I just don't, that ain't me. She ain't talking to me. Listen, it can be truly subtle. It can be just looking at social media or driving down the street and looking at different cars. And it's it's okay to desire things and to want to have things. But sometimes if we put 
too much focus and too much intent on that, then we start getting ahead of where we should be. We start getting ahead of God for what he's telling us to do. We start moving ahead of our finances for what we even have the the capacity to do. We start moving ahead of our time for what we have the capacity to do, trying to take on all these things that we're not necessarily graced for. And then we end up losing because comparison is a thief, right? So we lose our peace, we lose our joy, we lose our voice, we lose our purpose, or it gets lost somewhere and we have to recover and find that. There's so much that we actually end up missing out on when we compare ourselves to other people than we actually would gain if we did not compare ourselves and if we would kind of stay right in front of where we are in our lane, what we have, what our voice sounds like, what we're purposed for, what we can afford, when we stay right there, you can experience some peace because you are not in a competition all the time. When you're in competition, it's a mode. I used to do uh, cheerleading and we had competitions. And so it's different from when you in the regular games and you cheering, you get all your friends around and you know, that's fun. But when you in competition mode, you don't know these people, you don't know what they got, what kind of skills they got. So you, you already in a defense mode. So when you in competition, it's a different mind. And if it's a different mode, you do not want to live in competition. It is stressful. It is anxiety producing. You're getting ready to do your performance and do whatever you're supposed to do. You start getting really nervous and you, you, you're, you're looking at if the other team goes ahead of you or other teams go ahead of you, you're looking at all of those teams. So forget the fact that you practice and that you're prepared and that you did everything that you were supposed to do that was given to you to do. Now you're in competition mode. So you're looking at what they're doing and you're saying, oh, man, that was good. Oh man, they might be better than us. Oh man, they might, you know, and so we do this in our day-to-day life where we take our eyes sometimes off of what God gives us, off of what's in front of us, off of what we have, and we start to focus in, in other areas that will weaken us mentally. That is the point that I am trying to drive home so that we can get out of the habit of doing this because it mentally weakens you. It mentally brings you to the place that you feel that you aren't accomplishing what you should be accomplishing. And to add to that, it steals, comparison also steals your faith. Because when God gave you a promise or you know that there's something that you are going to do and you start seeing other people going escalating and this seems like they're getting somewhere faster than you and they're winning more than you, then your faith becomes weakened. That is so dangerous. That is the life that we live as believers. We live lives of faith. So we can't really go around having weakened faith. It's just not going to work. So that's what I'm telling you right now, that in order for us to have fortified minds, we got to eliminate this um, obsession with comparison. It's got to go. 
Let's go ahead and get into these solutions. I have three of them for you. Solution number one, and I probably say this on every episode. I'm probably just going to be repeating myself every episode because this is just a very important thing that I need you to understand that you should always do it. Solution number one is to stay in your lane. Staying in your lane benefits you in more ways than one, okay? This is so important for you to do, and it might seem simple, y'all, but I'm telling you a lot of times we don't do it. When I say stay in your lane, I am telling you to mind your own business, to mind your own gifts, and to mind your own progress, all right? This is, now listen, when I say this, this is a team effort. We, we are all, our, our gifts and our destiny and our purpose is, is for the kingdom. Whether you realize it or not, it is for the kingdom of Christ. That's why we are here on this earth. You have a purpose that has something to do with the kingdom of God. You do, whether you realize it or not. So it is a team effort. The thing of it is, we all have to be doing our own part. There is not a single sport that you can think of where everybody doesn't have their own position. And if they're not playing their position, that it doesn't throw everybody else off. Every sport. My pastor gave this example recently where he was talking about track. And he was saying that one of the first rules that they are always told in track is to, to, to stay in their lane, to not look to the left or to the right. Because if they look to the left or to the right or look back behind them, it's going to slow them down. And that's what comparison does. When I told you earlier, it weakens you. It weakens you. It slows you down. So you got to stay in your lane. Mind mind your own business, the things that are in front of you to do. Mind, you know, your own gifts. Grow your gifts. Grow in the things that you have been given to do. Don't try to take on other people's stuff because you then you got to learn how to operate that stuff. You get their gifts. You got to put batteries in it. You got to operate it. You got to tend to it. You got to focus on the gifts that you have. Mind your own gifts and develop and grow your own gifts. And then a part of that, mind your own progress. Look at how far you are. Look how fast you're running. Look how where, look at where you're going. Look at where the finish line is in comparison to you. Not everybody else because they might have a different position. They might have different gifts. They might have different roles. They might have a different grace. So that is not necessarily your business because when we all are doing our own part, the team kingdom is going to win. Now, let me correct that a little bit. The the kingdom has already won. But for you to live a life victoriously here on earth, to do the things and play out the role that you were placed here for, this is very important that you stay in your own lane. It is very important for all of us, for the people that you um, are going to come in contact with, for your sphere and your realm of influence. It is important for them that you stay in your lane. Solution number two, remain in a perpetual state of gratitude. Repeat that. Remain in a perpetual state of gratitude. I mean, you are just constantly grateful. 
you're always thankful. You always have a praise on your mouth. You're always showing gratitude. You have to be perpetually, consistently grateful in order to deal with comparison, in order to diminish it, in order to get rid of it, in order that it doesn't subtly sneak up on you. When you are grateful for the things that you have, when you're grateful for your health, when you're grateful for where you you have come from, from the testimonies that you've experienced throughout your life, it is going to help you to not be so concerned about what others have. Somebody's always going to have a bigger home, a bigger ministry, a better car, more money. That is just the reality. But when you are operating in gratitude, you are not concerned about all of those things that other people have. You can actually congratulate them and be sincere about it. You can rejoice with them and not be envious or jealous because you recognize all of the things that you have and all of the abilities that you have. You have the ability to move, to breathe. You have a home, you know, you have food, you have clothing. And some of these things we take for granted so often, but you got to recognize not everybody has what you have. So yes, somebody might be doing better than you, but you got to also realize you're doing better than a whole lot of other people. And you got to keep that perspective so that you are perpetually grateful that there is a position that you could be in that it have it had it not been for grace that you could, you could very well be in. I could be in. I am a social worker. I graduated with my master's of social work. I practiced social work for years before I even got my clinical license um, to practice therapy. I worked in homelessness for years. I worked in inpatient psychiatric settings for years. I've seen people for years with, without their, without a sound mind you know, that was struggling mentally. I've seen people um, in homelessness in a shelter with their children who had a home one day and didn't have a home the next day. So I understand that that could be me. So even if I already was thankful for my home yesterday, I'm going to be thankful today because I've seen things like that switch so quickly. And if you were to think about it, you, you probably have seen the same thing happen. You've seen people go out of their door in the morning and not come back in the afternoon. So be perpetually grateful. Be constantly grateful. Every time that you want to complain about something or every time you want to compare your life or what you have um, to someone else, then be grateful. I always recommend to my individual clients a gratitude jar. This is where every day you write something down and you put in that you're grateful for or thankful for and you put it in this jar. At the end of a year, you should have 365 items. At the end of a month, you should have 30 or 31 items. You can go back and revisit those things. You can go back and put it back, you know, um, write the same thing. Sometimes you, you know, you got to be grateful every day for life so you can put more than one thing, but it will help you to remember and to be able to see how many blessings you have so that you are not so, and not just possessions. I'm talking about abilities too. You have the ability to walk blessing. You have the ability to talk. That's a blessing. You have the ability to read 
all of these different things. So not just possessions, but we should be perpetually grateful. And that is going to help us to, to um, avoid this comparison obsession. Yes, they have theirs, but I have mine. I have my own gifts. They're not the gifts that other people have, but they're still mine. So we have to be um we have to be grateful at all times, walk in a perpetual state of gratitude. That is your second solution. The third solution I have for you today to deal with this comparison obsession, to eliminate it from your life or to avoid it altogether is to deal with your heart concerning jealousy and envy. You need to search yourself to see if this is something that you are struggling with and you need to deal with that because this is really at the root of comparison. These are poisonous and jealousy and envy are rooted in insecurity. Jealousy is really when you when you feel threatened by others and what and what they have. You feel like because they have that this, it threatens you in some way. You're not going to get to the position that you should be in because they have it. So you may have seen this when it happens to you um, in a work environment. You may see that somebody is jealous of you. They're threatened by you. They're threatened by what you have. So if you are experiencing this toward others, this is something that you have. This is a heart issue and you have to deal with it. Um, envy is really when you want what they have. So you see someone with other possessions, other giftings, other abilities, and you really want that. You're going after that. These are rooted in insecurities. It means that you are not fully aware of your purpose. You are not fully aware of your identity. You are not fully focused on what you have and what you're here to do. And you may need some help with that. Because it is a hard issue when you are struggling or dealing with jealousy. And this is a process, y'all. But sometimes we have to step back and take a look at ourselves and what we are doing and what we are allowing, allowing to um, take root in our lives. And if you allow jealousy and envy to remain and to take root in your heart, you will live a miserable life. That is the portion of those that are jealous and those that are envious. You become miserable. You become bitter. You see people sometimes that never satisfy with anything. You do not want to be that person, right? So that is the third thing. And I want you to also understand that sometimes we need help with some things. So if you feel like any of these things that I've given you are things that you've uh, done or things that you've tried and it hasn't been working in your life, get help. Get professional help to deal with the things that you are struggling with. It does not have to be me, but it needs to be somebody because you don't continue to go in cycles um, over and over again and not really deal and uproot some of these things and expect that things will automatically change. Sometimes you need to get help with certain things. So I encourage you to do that if these things are something that you're struggling with. If you're struggling with comparison, you're, you're implementing these solutions and after a period of time you feel like, okay, this is not helping. I still am stuck in this area. The, the, the root of the issue might be deeper and I want to encourage you to get some help with that, okay?
I want to leave you with one um, passage of, of scripture. And it says this, this is from Hebrews chapter 12, verse one in the new living translation says it like this. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. So I want to leave you with that because the Bible gives a very simple strategy. Lay aside, throw off all of those things that slow us down and run the race that God has before us. We run our own race, then we are not comparing ourselves to others. So that is all we have for this episode today. But listen, share this episode with a couple people before they enter into the new year. We are wrapping up. We have just a couple weeks left in this year. Share it with a couple people um, so that we are going into our new year better and that we can endure throughout the entire year beginning to end. We don't want to fall off somewhere in between. Okay. And also make sure you share the podcast. Um, Make sure you're following, you like, you share, interact with me. You can find me on socials on Instagram at Narkia Bird and at Therapy for Church. And then on Facebook at Narkia Bird and at Therapy for Church. So I look forward to seeing you all, hearing from you all. Until next time, God bless you and have a wonderful day.